Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundance. I'm so honored to have you back with me this week. I'm on a mission to bring conversations around where motherhood, money, and mindset intersect to the surface because having an abundant life isn't just about being successful with money. It's about processing emotions healthily, ensuring our children grow up with the skills they need to be successful in their own lives, maintaining healthy relationships with our spouses and our friends, having routines and systems in place that support the lifestyle we want, and enjoying this life we're living. And all of that affects and is affected by our finances. I know finances have a bad rap, and there are a lot of negative emotions associated with money in general. I want to change that rhetoric together as we share our financial journeys, what went right and what went wrong, financial decisions we made because we're moms, and things we learned about ourselves along the way. Finances can be fun and exciting, and the financial journey can be a beautiful self-discovery process we enjoy with our families and each other. So today, I want to offer you a free download. It's a picture of a jar of gumballs that you and your family get to color together as you achieve your financial goals. You set a savings or debt payoff goal, divide by the number of gumballs in the jar, And then every time you make a payment or a savings deposit toward this goal, you and the kids get to color in some gumballs. These are super fun to display on the refrigerator for the whole family to see and get excited about saving money, working toward a collective goal, and communicating about how money works no matter what the goals are and no matter how big or small they may be. You're invited to download your free gumball goals sheet today. There's a link in the show notes for you and print as many of these as you want or need to start your 2021 money goals off strong. Speaking of strong, today's episode is an interview with Brittany Finley. She's a vegan foodie, wellness and fitness accountability coach, a chef, mom, and co-founder of Mad Meals Co., where she and her partner provide fitness coaching services and pre-made healthy meals on order. She shares all about her struggles with health, how that journey helped her learn more about her relationship with food, how finances came into the picture, and what routines she's implemented towards self-care and personal development. She loves guiding and inspiring women along their wellness journeys. So let's get started. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. On the podcast today, I'm super excited to introduce all of you to Brittley Finley. She is a chef a mama, a wellness and accountability coach, and founder of Mad Meals. 
Thank you so much for being with us today, Brittany. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you. Well, I am really excited just because you are a mom local to me. We actually met at our neighborhood park, which is so fun. I love that. And once I heard that you have your own business and you do this meal prep thing, and then I started following you on Instagram and you're like this amazing fitness mama. It just, I'm so impressed. And (laughs) I just had to have you on the show. So let's get right down to it. How did you get here? What made you start Mad Meals? And you had a little bit of a fitness journey along the way. So share that with us. Yeah. So after I had my son almost six years ago, I was having a really hard time just digesting food. At that point in my life, I had always worked out. I played sports growing up and had a very active lifestyle, my husband and I. And then after I had my son, it was like this massive shift in my body. It was like my body started to reject everything. And as a new mom, a nursing mom, it scared the crap out of me. I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I would eat chicken and rice and vegetables and I would blow up like a balloon. And it just wasn't normal. It didn't feel good. And no matter how much I worked out or ran or nursed or drank water, it wasn't going away. So I went to several specialists for them to just tell me they couldn't find anything wrong with me. You look fine. You are healthy. You're young. You're good to go. Like there's nothing. We see nothing wrong with you. And I just couldn't accept that as an answer. I'm like, I don't feel fine. No. I'm waking up every morning sluggish and tired and angry and irritable and all these things. And so I actually went on vacation, ate horribly, came home and was like, okay, I'm done. I had enough. (laughs) Ironic. Gotta draw the line. (laughs) Yeah. I'm done with myself (laughs) and whatever I'm doing, I got to start over. So I actually had to fast with my church. It's an annual fast that we do. And so ironically, it kind of falls right in line with me coming home from vacation and and needing to purge all of this horrible food I had ate. And so I fasted for a couple of days and then I started eating the Daniel diet, which basically is a vegan plant-based diet. You can only eat food that comes from the earth, nothing processed that's it. So I did that for three weeks, Daniel diet, and I felt amazing. Like I was waking up with more energy. I was lactating more. Yay. (laughs) Super important for a new mom. (laughs) Exactly. And so it was just like eye opening, like, okay, for whatever reason, my body doesn't process meat, dairy, you know, heavily processed food. And so bloating was my body's way of rejecting that. It was a sign Mm -hmm. that I needed to change my lifestyle. And so that's what I did. I changed my lifestyle and I became a vegan. Wow. And so I'm hearing so many things there. One, to be an advocate for yourself. You obviously believed very much so in trying to provide the best for your son. So you're breastfeeding, you're trying to do all this stuff and you're experiencing some issues and doctors are telling you, oh, all your blood tests are fine. All your levels are fine. And how many women out there have heard that before? It's just another testimony to say that 
when you sense that something's wrong to lean into that and to do your own research and maybe you have to find your own solution. And for you, that was the vegan lifestyle. So I want to go into that a little deeper because you started Mad Meals because you kind of had to learn how to cook again, right? Absolutely. Yes. I started cooking at seven years old. My grandmother and my mother both taught me how to cook, but all I knew how to cook were the really unhealthy things. (laughs) (laughs) The traditional meals, Exactly. (laughs) The traditional Southern comfort meals. Yeah. And when I became vegan, I literally was like, I don't know what to do. I can't eat rice and beans every day. This is not okay. So I started reading books, nutrition books, vegan books. My husband was really invested in the journey as well with me. And so I think that made it so comforting because I'm like, I'm not doing this alone. Yeah, that's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So we would watch documentaries. We would read articles, bought cookbooks on how to cook vegan meals. And it was like, oh my gosh, I really like this. Like I enjoyed cooking before. It was like my time to be in the kitchen by myself and be creative. That's my creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And learning how to cook again in a new way that was healthy for my family and for myself was just so exciting. And so I started like building my own recipes and sharing them with friends. I would actually trick my friends into thinking they were eating real meat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're bad. (laughs) Yeah. I I love hosting people at my house. And so my friends would come over with their kids and I'm like, oh, it's Taco Tuesday. And then I'm like, how does it taste? How does it taste? I'm like probing. (laughs) And they're like, it's great. Like, and I'm like, oh, you're not eating meat. (laughs) So I've kind of like made them realize that you can eat healthy and still taste good and you don't have to compromise your health for it. So it's become a passion of mine that I didn't even know that I had. Oh, I love that so much. So many pieces of life fit so well together. You know, the health piece with the fitness piece, with the money piece, with the organization piece, like there's so many facets of life that you kind of need a little bit from every single one. It's like a buffet. You need a little bit off of each dish to make this whole beautiful, abundant life. So was there any other journeys or anything else going on in life that kind of fed into this getting healthier? You started your business, you had your son. So there was a lot going on. So share a little bit more about that. The concept and the idea behind Mad Mills came from just like a super genuine conversation between me and my business partner, Denise. We were literally in the kitchen meal prepping for ourselves. We work out together and she's one of my accountability partners. And so it was just this idea like, well, what if we did this for other people? Because that's the struggle, trying to figure out what I can eat, what can I eat? we try to prioritize in our lives because we're so busy. If I work out, then I'm going to eat a burger because I just worked out. So where do I find that balance? And I think at that point in my life, I had figured out how to find that balance. I had figured out if I work out, what are the nutrients and the ingredients that I need to feel good? 
And I want to help other people with that as well. Yes. Denise and I came together. We started making meals and just giving them to people for free. And, you know, give us your feedback, give us your feedback. And that's really what birth mad meals and mad stands for making a difference. We feel like we're making a difference in people's lives by helping them, coaching them, providing them with the tools and resources they need to be healthy and successful and not just healthy in the gym, but like it's a mind body connection and it starts with you making the decision that this is what I want. And so yes, that's where it came from. Mad Mills making a difference. I love that. I had no idea. I was like, Mad Mills, that's kind of kind of catchy. Like, I didn't know what it meant though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. And I totally agree with that. I mean, if you talk about meal prepping or grocery shopping or your grocery list or any of that, which I I do provide a lot of guidance in that area because it flows directly into a lot of household budgets. But that's the big hang up is like, well, either I don't have all the ingredients or maybe I don't know how to cook. I'm not a great cook. Mm-hmm. Or if I have all the ingredients, I don't have time to cook or the energy to cook. Like there's so many what we want to say are excuses, but they, they really are, you know, hangups that hold us back from being healthy, feeling like we are on top of it. There's so much that goes into that equation there. Absolutely. I definitely see that as a solution. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And that's one of my goals is just really to educate people. Like I had to educate myself. That's a big part of you know, my passion. Let me ask you then, do you find that a lot of busy moms are like, oh, heck yeah, sign me up for Mad Meals? Or is it like more fitness people or like, what's your primary client? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 90% of our clients are women. It varies. I mean, I will say a lot of our clients are fitness people, but also, yeah, we do have moms who are just like, listen, if you can just cook for me, like I can, I can focus on the kids, <laughs> but if you can just right. cook for me, because I don't know what to eat. Yes. Please like sign me up. And so it varies. And I think that's the thing with nutrition. Like we think we got to check all these boxes, but if you're buying something that is healthy for you, then that's fine. Like don't beat yourself up about it. If you're not a chef, like it's, it's okay. Right. Put the effort and try and we even want to help families too. So if you don't want to necessarily buy food from us, we have meal plans and grocery lists and things that you can buy to get you started on your wellness journey. Oh, that's awesome. That's really fantastic. Because that might be the hang up too. They might be thinking like, oh, well, I already spent money on groceries. Now I'm going to buy some pre-made meals. Like how does that make sense for my budget? But so if you want to do it yourself, you have guidelines for that for moms. Absolutely. Awesome. I really, really like that. Hey mama, I want to take a brief sec right here to tell you that I appreciate you and thank you so much for listening to my podcast. This episode is brought to you by Grocery Budget Makeover. This is an online course by a fellow mom named Erin Chase, where you'll learn the proper way to make a grocery list. You get a grocery spending formula so you know exactly how much you should be spending on groceries. And you get to learn the exact methods she and I have used 
to cut our grocery bills in half. This includes things like time-saving kitchen hacks, meal planning, making your coupons stretch, and tips for online purchases and grocery pickup. Heck yeah! I've been there where you spend hours and hundreds of dollars only to get home and figure out you A, still have quote-unquote nothing to eat, or B, missing ingredients for a recipe. It's so frustrating. It gets better though. While I highly recommend you buy her online course, I'm going to let you in on a secret. The link in the show notes sends you to a free workshop where she'll help you stop overspending right away for free. Make sure you check out the show notes and grab this free class. Girl, you're going to love these savings. I sure do. So you shared with me that you just had a big birthday and that you have a mantra that you've been thinking about and that there's been some things on your mind. So tell me about breaking the cycle. Yes, I just turned 30. For me, it's really unlearning a lot of the behavior that I learned growing up. Mm. My mantra for 30 is just breaking the cycle of what I know. I want to cultivate a new culture around me in my life, in my family, of just like happiness, prosperity, and all these things that, not that I wasn't taught at an early age, Mm -hmm. but I really want to hone in on how do I get there and take this process like super serious. And so one of my mantras for my 30s is debt-free by 33. I shared with you before my husband and I had credit card debt, car loans, and a part of my journey in my 20s, I took Dave Ramsey's financial peace class twice. (laughs) Yeah. I made a lot of mistakes in my 20s financially, and I have this great career outside of Mad Mills. I also work in insurance full-time, and then I'm a business owner. So it's like, I wasn't raised or taught how to manage my finances. So I made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm in my 30s, I'm not going to make those mistakes anymore. And so the past two years, my husband and I sat down, we made a plan to get out of debt. We're no longer going to be slaves to the lender. (laughs) And I have a plan. So it's a five-year plan. I'm two years into it. And so debt-free by 33 is one of my mantras as well. That is so fantastic. I am so excited to hear that. <laughs> and But I want to also say like, that's part of why we have this podcast is because you're not alone. I made bad financial mistakes in my 20s as well. And when I look back, sure, positive money management techniques were not modeled well for me. And, and so you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. My debt-free journey really hit rock bottom and kind of started. And that's where like this fire came from at 30. It's crazy. You know, we're just a few years apart, but yeah, we're so aligned. It's wild. So I'm so proud of you and impressed. And I know some of the mamas listening are like (laughs) cheering you on. Yes. And I'm cheering them on too. And that's a big piece of it too, is so many of these journeys, whether it's a health journey a financial journey, an early motherhood journey, no matter what it is, we need 
a tribe of women around us that have either been there or who, who are also going through it or who are at least compassionate and empathetic about what we're going through. And that support, not even that they actually have to help in any way, but just to be supportive is so important for us to be able to create and maintain momentum and to maintain a positive headspace through the whole thing. Because a five-year journey, I mean, that's a long time. You know, there's a lot that goes on in through that. Right. Yeah. Ours was three, three and a half years and it was tough. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, you know, call upon the community when you need some encouragement. <laughs> I definitely will. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we do need community. And I felt so ashamed, like, I'm in my late 20s and I have all this debt, but my husband and I both have great careers. This makes no sense to me. I'm sacrificing all this time working and I'm getting nothing out of it. Right. And that shame of like, I can't tell my friends because it'll ruin this facade, this, you know, idea of a lifestyle that we've created for ourselves. And after a while, I mean, it gets old. It's just like, I'm tired of being broke. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. So yeah, that community of people just being like, it's okay. And for me, what that looks like is my husband, my business partner. And then I also go to therapy because we need an outlet to express ourselves. And I feel like therapy has helped me definitely mature in that area. That's amazing. Yes. 100%. You know, the mom tribe, the husband to be on board. Therapy is huge. We definitely need a space to where we can talk through some of our concerns and childhood drama or whatever it is. And I think that's a really common thread. So many of us either weren't taught anything about money and or money management wasn't modeled positively for us. Right. So as you've been learning and as you've taken financial peace and growing into your finances, is there anything that you've noticed is like a trigger that you're like, oh my gosh, I was doing that. I'm going to do things this way and teach my son this so that he doesn't make the same mistake. And so there again, I feel like that aligns with that whole break the cycle phrase. Absolutely. So I'm a very impulsive person when it comes to spending money. And again, I, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know where it stems from. You know, my mom was very impulsive when she, you know, was stressed or not feeling great. She would go in and buy something for herself as a pick me up. And for me, honestly, it's not like clothing or shoes, it's food. Mm. It's weird because I'm all about health and wellness. But even before I started the vegan lifestyle, food was my comfort to get me through. And so when I was stressed or not feeling great, my impulse would be, let's go buy some ice cream or or something, or let's go eat out as a family. And that adds up. So for me now, breaking the cycle, we're on a very strict grocery budget. I do allow myself impulses, but I have a budget for that. So I have a personal budget. And if I have an impulse, it has to come out of my personal budget. And once that personal budget is gone, I have no room for impulse. But luckily, 
it's enough for me to get through every month. <laughs> okay, I want to hang on right there because that is a fantastic tactic, tool, like a way that you've been able to learn what your trigger or your desire and not make yourself come to a cold, hard stop because that doesn't work. We have to learn ourselves and then learn to work with our true personalities. And if you've been able to reduce those impulses or adjust those impulses, that's growth. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much for sharing that. So to all the mamas out there, if you're struggling with a certain area of the budget, consider doing something like this where you've allowed yourself a little bit of like a gimme. Right. And you're allowed to use that until it's gone. And that's a way that you don't have to feel deprived, even though you are setting new limits for yourself. Absolutely. And let's be honest, we're not going to be able to change our personalities. It's who we are. And so that's why having a plan, having a budget is so important because I know myself. I know I have a very stressful life. I'm juggling so many balls in the air. One of these days, I'm going to want to spend money. Yes. I have a budget for that. And it's not about changing your personality, but building a lifestyle and fitting a space for when you know it's a cushion and it's all a cushion. Yes. Be prepared for yourself. (laughs) Yes. So do you think that that's something that you will take and teach your son or is there, what's another piece of something that you're considering if you're not working on it yet, you know, that's okay. But maybe something that you're like, oh, when he's a teenager, we're going to do this. Do you have any of those triggers? So not yet. I mean, I think for my son, we're still kind of developing the idea of money. He's Mm -hmm. not there yet. Actually, that's not true. So he is learning it now in kindergarten, Mm -hmm. the concept of money. So in the classroom, when they exhibit good behavior, or he's on task or something, they get Mariner money. And so he's just now at six years old, kind of understanding the use of money and how you work for money and all of that. Mm -hmm. At home though, it hasn't been a priority only because my son does have delays in learning. And so I think as he develops and gets older, it's definitely something that I'm going to prepare him for. Yeah. I know The biggest thing for me was I started working at 16 Hmm. and I already had bills. (laughs) Like I had a car note and car insurance and a cell phone bill at 16. And I didn't know about saving. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what that concept was. So I started early living paycheck to paycheck. And that's one of the things that I want to break the cycle of. I'm going to teach him, you know, when you work, there is a balance system. There is a, a budget system and you really have to prepare yourself for the future. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I wish someone would have taught me was okay, you put a little aside for a rainy day, but I am going to start those conversations early, just not right now. Yeah, it was very similar of a thought process because at our time of, you know, what I would say is rock bottom My son was two and my daughter was a newborn. And I was just looking at them thinking, I know you don't understand this. I'm so glad you don't understand what we're going through right now. But I am promising you that I will not 
allow you to go through this because I will teach you better. That was kind of my like mama bear moment with many. (laughs) So yeah, I understand. And as they age, I think we're going to have a lot of opportunity to be able to teach them things that we weren't. (laughs) So among those things, I'm thinking, gosh, you have such an amazing opportunity to teach him about health and nutrition. Absolutely. We also talk a lot about that. I want to touch on something that you mentioned. Okay, so you're working full time. You also have this business. You're a mom. You're going on a financial journey. You've been through the fitness journey. That's kind of an ongoing thing. All these all these journeys, they never really come to a stop. Mm-hmm. They're a lifelong process. How do you prioritize and schedule time for yourself, right? Like our happiness needs to be on that list as well. Absolutely. And all these things feed into creating this abundant, happy life. But how do you find that time for yourself? What is Mm -hmm. that alone time? How do you use that time? What do you like to do? Virginia, that's an excellent question. (laughs) Um, And I'm still figuring it out myself. No, but seriously, for me, I have like strict times. And it wavers from week to week. Like I'm not a perfect person by any means. There are weeks where I'm on it. I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm reading my daily devotional. I have time in prayer. And then I get my son up to get him ready for school. And then I go to the gym. And then there are weeks where I'm like, I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. Like I'll get up in an hour. But for me, there's a couple of things. Like I, I am striving to find balance. but I'm really strict with bedtime. So he's in bed 8 p.m. every night because I do need to wind down. I have a very stressful career in general. And then plus I have a business. And so having a business partner is amazing because where I'm weak, she's strong. She can kind of pick up with my slack. And then also my spouse. I have learned that I need to ask for help. So I'm a lot more vocal in that. If I need to go get a massage on a Thursday yes. at one o'clock, I'm taking time off from work. I'm telling my husband I'm not going to be here and I'm going to go do that. But there are weeks I'm hard on myself because I didn't work out five days. I worked out two. Mm. But I have to just remind myself, I need to give myself grace. I give it to everyone else. Right. Grace is sufficient for me. I need to be okay with not hitting all of my to-dos. And so I'm working on that. And I think part of growing up, here's another mantra for you. It's it's okay to not be okay. Like I am working on my own mental health because I can be really critical to myself. And one thing that my business partner says all the time is the things that you say to yourself, would you say this to your best friend? Like, do you think it would be okay? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. That's so rude. So it's like, why do you say these things to yourself? Yes. It's a work in progress, but I think every day I do find time to just be by myself and to be with myself and to be okay with like, I don't need to pick up my phone. I don't need to read a book. Like I can sit here and just be okay. Good. Oh, I love that. Something from everything that you just said, I've touched on at some point or another, whether it be like in an Instagram post or whatever, All of those things are so important. The self-talk, the time alone, 
the scheduling and not beating yourself up. If you're on one week and kind of fall off the next week, that's a big piece of my own financial and physical fitness journey. I geared up and ran a half marathon and then like didn't run again for like a year and a half. I was just like done because I had exhausted like every ounce of effort that I had proving to myself that I could do this big, crazy goal. It was crazy to me. I know there's other people that do that all the time. No, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) The pain in my knees and hips told me I was crazy. So it took me a long time to finally establish what I would consider healthier routine for myself along the way. Yeah. I too experienced all that negative self-talk and questioning why I was making certain decisions. And I have found some really great personal growth books and things like that. Do you have anything like that that you listen to or that you're into that helps along the way? I do. So I'm reading three books right now. So one of them is by Jay Shetty. Think like a monk. Yes. Um, I have the audible on that. It's so far, it's been amazing. And I'm a lot of the practices of just like the monk lifestyle, I feel like I've naturally adapted on my own. Mm. And so it's interesting to see the comparison of like, okay, an early riser feels like this or or whatnot. And so that's a self-help book that I've really been invested in lately. The other book that I'm reading is a daily devotional by Ivana Van Zandt. Okay. Um, and that's a spiritual practice. And so it's all about that negative self-talk that we were just talking about, not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Training ourselves to grow out of that. <laughs> exactly. And so that's a really good book that I read every day. And then also Jesus Calling, another daily devotional to start my prayer in the morning, start my intention. I often feel like people who pray or or have a spiritual lifestyle feel like we have to be on point every day with our prayer life. And I'm just like, sometimes I don't know what to pray for. And so I love Jesus calling because it helps you set that intention and it gives you something to pray for. And it's like one less thing I have to think about, but I can be grateful for. Yeah, that's so good. And I think sometimes that reading time or journaling time or devotion time is a self-care moment. Absolutely. Because typically it's done quietly, alone, hopefully without distraction. And Mm -hmm. it's a time where we can collect our thoughts. And that's how I use that time is I'm planning my day. I'm journaling. I'm doing my list of things that I'm grateful for. And if the grocery list or something else is in my mind, well, then, you know, I'll write that off to the side and tear that off and just go ahead and do the brain dump and get it off of my chest. Right. That's super important. I love that you also practice that. (laughs) Yeah. I encourage it, honestly, for everyone, Mm -hmm. for moms and dads, like you need to allow yourself to not be consumed with everything else in the world. Like we need time to ourselves. We need time to reflect and meditate. And like, I'm not a traditional meditator. Like I can't sit on the floor for 15 minutes and close my eyes. Like I have too much energy (laughs) for that. So for me, it's literally just like not doing anything. Like I'll sit here on the couch for 10 minutes and just not look at TV, not look at my phone, not read anything, just sit here in silence and And I think doing it first thing in the morning before you wake the kids or start your day or even eat breakfast 
it's the best thing because it really sets the tone for the whole day. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a big misconception about the whole meditation piece is that it has to be like this monk, like, um, kind of thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't have to be just like what you just said, just sitting down on the couch for 10 minutes and not looking at your phone and not having the TV on and just being in silence and just allowing yourself to collect your thoughts. That can be your meditation. Absolutely. And that can be a healthy practice. I like that you clarified that. <laughs> Absolutely. So as we think about our own happiness and mental health and money and motherhood and all these things intersect every day, sometimes it feels like they're all intersecting in a moment. What are some challenges that you've navigated and then how maybe has being a mom affected your decisions and some of those challenges? So for me, like I'm a bit ADD and all over the place. So I have to allow myself time to just like have those sporadic thoughts. Hmm. So my work life is very structured. Like I'm on conference calls all day on the phone. But if I have 10 minutes to just like let my mind scramble and get up and move around the house or do something that doesn't require me to sit and have to talk, Mm -hmm. then I allow that. And I noticed the same behavior in my child. Him sitting still is not him. It's just, it's not. He likes to just get up and roam around and I don't bother him. Like, I feel like parents, we try to structure our kids' behavior to the point where they're no longer themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, no, sit down, be quiet, be still, watch TV, you know, this, that, or the other. But my son is not like that in, in that regard. And I'm not like that. Like sitting still for a long time makes me anxious. Mm-hmm. He'll just get up and walk around and start screaming or singing. And it's like, it's okay. He is developing himself, his personality. And I have to give myself that same freedom. So if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes to just be me in a corner unbothered, then you have to allow that. That's one thing that I have learned about myself. Like I get really anxious when I'm sitting down all day. (laughs) Yeah. There's something to having to be still and we're still having all of our natural instincts, you know, the, the natural problem solving and fight or flight syndrome and all that. Like we're experiencing that on a digital virtual level every day, but yet our body is still. So all that energy tightens up in our muscles and gives us the back tension, the stomach tension, you know, the headaches and all of that. And so I agree with you. Like it's so healthy and natural to just get up and walk around. Since I've been home doing this for about a year now, there are definitely moments where I will just go and like pace back and forth in the living room and nobody's home. Right. So I'm talking out loud to myself, working through something, pacing. (laughs) Like I look like a crazy person, but that's how I process because it's either that or I'm going to go outside and walk and I'll stop and I'm like, man, if anybody was home, they would think I had lost my marbles, (laughs) Yeah, but it's okay. I feel like we all just have to like give ourselves permission to be able to process things the way that we need to, even if it looks weird. Like if nobody's home, 
what's it matter? What's it looks like? Absolutely. So you shared, you know, you've gone through this fitness journey. You launched your business. Like so much has happened within the past five years. Tell us something that you wish you would have known five or maybe even 10 years ago before all of this. I definitely wish I would have known how to, again, manage money. I wish I would have known about interest. (laughs) I also just wish I would have known what I was doing to my body when I was younger. Just the things that I ate, the things that I did. Mm. But also, I'm kind of glad that I didn't know because now I'm able to research things and I'm comfortable with not knowing everything. There's so much information in the world and I'm comfortable with learning. And so that's been part of my process the last five years. Like it's okay that I don't know, but I'm on this journey to finding out. And once I get there, I'm not making this mistake again. And so I think that's the most important thing. It's like, yeah, I didn't know. But Mm -hmm. for me now, you know, as I get older and I am aware, I definitely try not to make the same mistake over and over again. And if I do, it's okay. I give myself permission to not be perfect. I'm not perfect. I just make a conscious decision every day to try. And if I fail on Tuesday, well, well, guess what? Tomorrow's Wednesday and I'll try again. Yeah. And I think that's probably the one thing that we moms all need more of is just realizing it's okay. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to know everything. It's okay to be learning as we go. We need that reminder constantly. And we need more moms around us in our circle that will continue to help us remember that. I love that you shared that. Thank you. So tell everybody, where can they follow you? Where can they learn more about Mad Meals? Yeah, absolutely. My passion project, Mad Meals, you can order food online if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at madmealsco.com. And then you can also follow me on Instagram. It's Brittany underscore the vegan. And I post a lot of workouts and vegan food and tips. So yes, follow me, Brittany underscore the vegan on Instagram. Yeah. And real quick, I want to highlight because we talked about veganism and then you shared like, but I'm not like a hater on if people aren't (laughs) vegan, like you don't have to be a vegan to be friends with me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No. So my vegan lifestyle, I don't push that on to everyone else. Yeah unless I'm really excited about it. But no, (laughs) it's not something that I encourage for everyone. It was really like what saved me and made me healthy and made me feel good. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for everybody. And that's okay. Like I'm not here to change who you are or to change your diet completely. I still want you to eat healthy and all of that. But Mad Mills, we cook food for everybody. It's not all vegan. We do have a vegan menu but we do have a traditional savory menu for all of my meat eaters and dairy (laughs) eaters out there. So don't feel like you will be forced to eat (laughs) vegan if you go to our website. That's not the case at all. For me, being a vegan is just about my personal health and wellness. And I mean, I would say it's for the animals, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a 
a great side effect. Yeah. Well, and I enjoy following you just because I love to see delicious pics of amazing food that you cook because you're clearly an amazing chef. And then also just like the other day, you were doing squats with your son. Like it was just, I really enjoy some of that real true at home parenting, you know, entrepreneur picture. It's so real. You're doing such a great job of keeping it real. And so I just really appreciate that. And I want to encourage all the moms to go follow you. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. Wow. I am so happy to have met Brittany that day in the park and just ecstatic that she took the time to be with me on the show. Did you catch that she works full-time and runs Mad Meals in addition to parenting, working out, and working toward debt freedom? Dang! It's easy to hear all of that and begin to think you couldn't possibly handle that and that she must be superhuman. I'll tell you, she's pretty dang cool, and yes, it's impressive that she can juggle all of that, but notice how candidly she spoke about falling off and giving herself grace. And notice the morning routine she practices and how intentional her focus is on self-care. She's set her mind to becoming debt-free by 33, and I am so excited to continue to cheer her on. I also want to highlight that she mentioned taking Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University not just once, but twice. And this is a very common trend I'm seeing in the women who come to me for financial coaching. About half of my clients have taken that class at least once. Those classes establish some basic principles and can begin to create awareness about your finances, but fixing the numbers and doing a budget isn't the end-all solution. I can personally testify to this too because that's where I started listening to and following Dave's advice. But I quickly realized that I needed a more well-rounded approach and that there was something deeper under the surface to financial success. The numbers are a reflection of deeper emotions, subconscious thoughts, unrealized behaviors, and mindsets that require much more than someone telling you how you should or shouldn't allocate your budget. When you enroll in one-on-one financial coaching with me, yes, we're going to look at the numbers. But the main thing we're doing from month to month is understanding the root of your behaviors, dissecting the thoughts and assumptions you have about spending or saving, and working through mindset blocks that keep you stuck in the paycheck-to-paycheck cycle, even though you make good money. I'm a financial coach for moms because I needed and searched for another mom financial coach who could help me with this stuff six years ago. And you know what? I couldn't find her. So I've become that coach that I wished for. And I'm here to help you with those emotions and fears related to where money and motherhood and mindset intersect. Basically, all the under the surface stuff that traditional money advice doesn't address. Let me remind you that when you enroll this December, $100 of your enrollment fee goes straight to the charity of your choice. So when you decide to invest in yourself and a brighter future for your family this Christmas, you automatically contribute to your favorite cause. 
There are no contracts. You pay month to month and you can cancel whenever you want. Also, I'm lining up interviews for the podcast for 2021. So if there is a local mom you know who you think should be on the show, I'd love to connect with her. DM me on Instagram at either Happy Healthy Abundance or at Reaching Abundance and tell me about your friend. I'm looking for women who you find interesting or inspiring and who love doing deep dives into emotions, child psychology, mindset, and how all of those things relate back for us moms to money. I especially want to hear about women from your mom tribe who you admire, who are making a positive impact on the lives of others. Every one of us has a story, and this podcast is about bringing those stories to the surface, making them less taboo, and creating a network of moms who have each other's backs. Speaking of our mom tribe, if you haven't yet joined the Facebook group, it's time. Search for Money Minded Mamas or click through the banner on the website. This is a great opportunity to also invite fellow mamas you admire, enjoy, and care about so we can really begin to support each other well since that's a private, non-judgmental place where all moms can participate. Again, thank you for being here with me today. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by taking a step back and thinking about what you actually want to accomplish for yourself in 2021. 2020 was crazy. (laughs) I truly believe that 2021 is our year. Make it the best year possible by really considering what you want and creating goals around that. Whether it be a debt freedom journey or a health journey, looking forward to 2021 or even three years forward like Brittany is, consider your goals and then work backward to create a plan, a self-care routine, a strategy, a ritual that you can practice that will help you stay on track for the whole year. And of course, since strategy is my middle name, feel free to reach out if you need help. Don't forget to check out the show notes at reachingabundance.com where you'll find the links to follow Brittany, the free gumball goals coloring page, access to grocery budget makeover so you can start saving money right away on your healthy groceries, and of course, the summary of everything we talked about. Have a wonderful week, Mama. I look forward to talking with you again next time.